Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into the Tiger Woods podcast presented by betonline.ag. We are at episode 41 right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. We are your Tiger Woods experts, Cam Rogers here alongside Bridget Whalen. Rate, review the show. Let us know what you think about the program. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on the gram at Mr. Rogers 98. You can follow Bridget on Twitter and Instagram at Bridget K. Whalen. What's on tap? Well, we will digress on the TaylorMade driving relief. Our reactions, a lot to unpack there. The first live golf since the tour stopped at the Players' Championship. And of course, we will talk about the match. Champions for Charity, a full preview. It's going to be a very exciting event. And then some Wednesday wackiness right here on the Tiger Woods podcast. Bridget Whalen, I welcome you on the program. And we're going to start things off with the TaylorMade driving relief because obviously there is a lot to discuss here. I looked at the show notes. You have a lot to divulge on, if you will. DJ and Rory becoming the victors in this event. We picked Ricky and Wolf, but that's okay. I think we learned that socially distant golf is possible, folks. So this is a good thing. It's a nice launch pad for Sunday and then the return of the PGA Tour. So Bridget, I will give the floor to you to kind of give your initial thoughts on what went down on Sunday. Cool. Hey, what's up? Um, well, the diehards will say, you know, the outlaw and cactus tours have been showing us that socially distant golf is, pop- is possible. But I think this was the first time that the majority of people at home really could see and get a good look at socially distant professional golf. And yeah, it works. It, you know, it's, it's going to be fine. Um, so my overarching opinion of this is that First, I just have to say, I only watched about an hour and a half of it. I I'm glad admit. you wrote that down, and I saw um, that because I did the same thing. I, I know. Oh, I couldn't last, and <laughs> it 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 had nothing to do. It honestly, it had nothing to do with the event itself. It had nothing to do with the formula. It had nothing to do with the format. It had nothing to do with the players. Just for me, um, I don't miss watching golf on TV that much. And I realized it. I realized that like now I'm really into like spending time outdoors if it's a really nice day. And that event did not uh, outweigh me going for a nice little nature walk. So I just have to put that out there. Um, The thing for me is fans are so integral to watching sports from home. They really are. They are like that hidden element that you don't even realize that like, you know, the camera sort of cuts to or feeds off of the energy feeds off of it the dynamic like instead we were having Tariko two ways with you know Bill Murray the president and like sorry those just didn't hold up for me they were actually kind of weird in my opinion um 
for me, it was also a weird pairing. You have Rory and DJ. DJ's best friends with Brooks. Rory and Brooks have this weird... Uh, I don't want to say like they're enemies, but they have this weird constant feud, whether it's actual or not. It almost seems like Brooks feels it more than Rory does. But then I feel like Rory is a super secretive human anyway. So who the heck knows what's going on with him? So them being paired with super strange. If I never hear Rory say good shot or good putt partner again, it'll be too soon. And I think that Ricky and Matt Wolf were just like, I don't know, they're only 10 years apart. And like, yeah, in the grand scheme of life, that's not a big deal. But it just seems like they were so disjointed, just personally. Like they weren't going to banter. They weren't going to feed off of each other, really. Um, it was awkward. It was super awkward. Like maybe if you had friends teamed up, you know, it would have been a little more um, – like a little more salubrious, healthy chat, like going between the two. But it was, it was kind of like they were all mutes. It was weird. Uh, there were definitely some fun moments, like DJ forgetting his bag, like them having to carry their clubs. Like that was great. And seeing DJ carrying his bag, only one strap, like of course that's how he carries it. So like the little things like that, that we'll never probably see again or be exposed to in professional golf, I liked. I liked those like weird little um, little tidbits, I guess you could say. The one thing I do have to give you props for is they were definitely all rusty. Mm. <laughs> that was wild. Oh my gosh. I was, I was kind of like shocked. Um, not like, I don't know. I guess for me, it didn't seem like that long of a time off, you know? So I just didn't anticipate that. Like Tiger Woods now playing this week and having not played since Genesis and pulling out of the players. Yeah. I think he, his short game is going to be quite rusty. These guys, I really didn't anticipate it. So kudos to you um, for seeing that. And then the other thing that I really liked and my dad actually put in an application to become a member Seminole mm. is dope. Like it looked amazing. Very cool and keep in mind, that's such an, yeah. And that's such an old design and it held up to these modern day players. Like that was pretty cool to see. Um, I know you're going to get into the shorts controversy, so I'm going to toss it off to mm. you for that. Yeah. So it's funny. I've been doing radio interviews this week and a lot of people are asking me about the shorts situation. And I keep saying you could not have picked four more athletic looking guys than those four because they looked fantastic in shorts. I mean, DJ Rory, Ricky Wolf, I mean, they were rocking them and it almost gives this casual feeling and it's a good thing I think and I also think it's really weird when you see tour players with pants on next to their caddies with shorts on so it's like okay kind of an odd dynamic I'm not that passionate about this topic by the way Bridget I know I wrote it down in the rundown here but I mean why not it's one of those silly rules that just sticks around and I think you should might as well just implement it like let them wear shorts but I don't know what are your thoughts so I, I, go, I fall like right on the fault line of this uh, battle. So yeah, caddies can wear shorts, but they're the ones doing the heavy lifting, right? Mm. So I sort of give them a pass. I, the one thing that I love about golf and that I don't see any other professional sport even coming close to matching it is that these guys 
look so perfect. Their pants are perfectly pressed. They're like these perfect little humans out on the golf course. Even when they come in for post-round interviews, they don't even look like they're sweating. They're like these perfect specimens of men. And I love them in pants because the pants is just like, they look so pristine. It's just so, to me, it's so traditional and it just makes them look so rich. And I know that's going to come off as like really shallow, but like golf is a really wealthy sport and these guys look like walking money and I love it. I love them in pants. Like Jordan Spieth in white pants is a sight to behold, <laughs> honestly. Him in shorts, eh, I don't know. I think he kind of has cankles. So it, for me, I love the pants and it's a, a weird thing that I really enjoy. I agree on like a hundred degree days. It's kind of ridiculous that they're not in shorts, but I don't know. I'm going to hold on to the pants for as long as I can. You know what? And that's fine because the pants now look a lot better than like the early 2000s when you had these boot cut flare out pants from like the yes. 80s that just did not look good on somebody athletic looking like Tiger because it looked like, you know, stumps for ankles, even though he was a fit guy. So I will agree. <laughs> so true. Yeah, that the pants. I do have something to ask you. Sure. So for the, pa for the shorts and pants, you know, controversy, when you just said these guys like have really athletic legs. Were you surprised how tan their legs were? Or is that just me? I was like, how are these? Like, yeah, I know they're probably sitting by their pool all the time. I run outdoors every day. My legs aren't that tan. I was like, these are the most beautiful legs I've ever seen. Like, you're right. Those four guys' legs are probably the best legs on tour. Yeah, I mean, I think they're just outside so much now because it's all they can do. And, of course, when they play, like – practice they're wearing shorts they're not wearing pants so right. you know they haven't worn pants on a golf course most likely since march so i think that's kind of the situation there and yeah they're chilling out by the pool they're you know doing their thing outside etc cetera, etc cetera. probably being outside as much as they can because they live in such nice areas weather wise so that's my thought on that i do want to quickly touch upon the banter bridget because i think this is interesting and I guess more specifically, the lack thereof with this banter. And I wonder if it's because these guys are just so used to not talking to each other on the golf course, comparatively speaking, because they're focusing on, you know, getting a birdie or winning the tournament. They're not exactly chatting it up about uh, dinner tonight. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but don't you think that could be part of the equation there? They're not just used to like talking smack to each other and all that. Maybe there's a little bit of a learning curve there. Yeah, definitely. I think they're used to talking to their caddies who weren't there. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think they're used to talking to other players. I mean, I think when you're, you know, in a pair with someone and you're walking from the tee box to your, you know, your approach shots, I think, yeah, you probably chat a little bit. But I also think that they were super cognizant that they were mic'd up. Like, I think that they want to create a really good light and a really good persona for golf. And I maybe they were, you know, a little timid about, like, I don't want to say anything. Or I think it's a really weird thing to be mic'd up. Um, I think it's like, 
you definitely change even if you don't intend to because you're constantly trying to like edit what you're going to say before you say it. And so, yeah, that sort of adds to the factor as you're going to have less banter going on. The other thing I thought that was interesting was they had Rom Skype in and we found out that he was the choice. So Wolf kind of was this, you know, extraneous factor that got into the mix. Who knows how far down the line Wolf was, you know? So like, I think, the pairing, if it was maybe a little more camaraderie between the pairs were just off for me to, to sort of um, create that banter or that uh, running dialogue between, between players. It was just like a weird group of people. Like, I don't even think like those aren't even Ricky, you know, Ricky doesn't hang out with DJ or Rory. So it wasn't even like there could be a crossover grouping of, of banter. You no. Know? Yeah, and I think that's just my opinion. Right. The pigeonhole aspect of this is what? They're all tailor made golfers. So your list, if right. you will, is limited in terms of who you can get involved. So I think that is part of the issue. But I will say, despite all of that, look at the numbers 2.35 million people watched this. And if that's any indication for the match coming up on Sunday, I mean, we could be looking at the last dance type of numbers. I don't know. Who knows? So either way, it doesn't matter who won or lost. They raised a total of $5.5 million for COVID-19 relief, which is a beautiful thing. Now, Bridget, I do want to get into this because it's fun. Let's talk about the broadcast and those call-ins there that you alluded to in particular. First of all, Bill Murray. Dude, like, get a tripod. Figure that out. Like, can we... <laughs> Get some good. So weird. Like that was so on brand for him. Yeah. Um, And then the president of the United States called in, and I don't want to get too too into the weeds with this, but it almost caught me by surprise because there was no tease to use a media term. You know, Tariko didn't say the president is calling in at X time. All of a sudden, I just look up and there's a graphic of Trump and he's calling into the tournament. How do you think this went down in the back channels? Do you think the White House just called up NBC or what do you think? I think the commi- the tour commissioner was probably involved with, I I don't know. I just find it <laughs> I so miss the president. I, it, it, uh, mm, eh, eh, eh. Just the dynamic. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for I'm like speechless. The fact that he called in, I think, was predicted by some people. I don't think it was totally out of the blue, um, but that it actually happened is, I want to say funny, which I don't even know if that's the appropriate word. I think that it was probably a long talk with him that like, hey, when we get these um, – you know, it also keep in mind, this was a total charity relief. So him being involved, it is good. You know, it's not like totally outlandish. And the CDC guidelines were totally respected. So it's not like he was doing anything controversial. I think that um, him being so heavily uh, integral to golf in this country and, and globally, I think is the only reason that that had happened. I don't think, you know, this was a a golf specific thing for the president to um, be involved in. And I do think that 
he does have, you know, whatever you want to call relations with the press, but I think he does have good relations with a lot of people um, at NBC and in the sports world. So it, it wasn't like a far-fetched idea and I wasn't like that shocked that it occurred, but I agree with you. It's weird that there was nothing like, you know, once you come on the broadcast, the teases are over. You could say like, and we will be having the president, you know, whatever, call in at such and such a time. I think that that was a little strange that that didn't go down that way. Yeah, it was definitely a surprise. And obviously the president has dipped his toe into the golfing world many times. Obviously something that sticks out to me, Bridget, when Tiger got the presidential medal of freedom, that was a big right. deal, obviously for the game. Uh, obviously got a lot of flack, Tiger did, but we won't go down that road. I did a whole episode on that. You guys can scroll down from last year about my reactions there. Uh, but yeah, I just thought it was a little interesting. And maybe he could call in on Sunday. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, it is something to kind of just think about. Any closing thoughts on uh, what you saw at the driving relief, Bridget? Well, again, I'm coming back to the legs. I think if those are the <laughs> legs you saw, you're going to want shorts on tour. But let me just put a precautionary tail out for you. Not all tour players' legs look like that. So let's not focus on those players' legs. Um, I think that Matt Wolf's Fu Manchu was hilarious. Uh, I the loved the tie-dye. was Well, no, that's not handlebars. Oh, that's not? You got to know your mat mustache. No, that's a Fu Manchu, bro. Uh, Handlebars go up. Uh, yeah, I know my facial hair. <laughs> um, but yeah, I loved the tie-dye. I thought that was super like on trend for quarantine. Like I've even purchased a tie-dye sweatshirt during these strange times. So I love that. Overall, I, I think it was um it was great. They raised a lot of money. Like where I've seen a lot of people like making a stink about things. And it's like, come on, you got live sports. It went way longer than it should have. They pulled out the measuring tape. There was action, you know, I don't know what, like, what do you want? What do you want? Money was raised. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing of all was the Skypes with, um, medical personnel, frontline workers. I thought that was awesome. Uh, that's like seeing players do that. It's, for the players to do that, it's such a simple and easy, small thing for Rory, per se, to call, to do that. But for the person on the other side, it is like one of the biggest things that could probably happen. You're going to face-to-face -face chat with a number one in the world. Like, that's incredible. So I really enjoyed that. And overall, I thought it was great. Yeah. I mean, again... The amount of money that they raised for this thing is a victory in of itself. That was the whole point. Obviously, it's great to see that live golf is back in some form. But yes, COVID-19 was the center of this entire thing. So we can nitpick all we want. Bridget, I was wondering if we were going to touch upon uh, the, I think, LPGA Tour golfer who spoke out about it because there wasn't mm -hmm. anything about women. The women weren't involved or anything like that. I really don't even know how to comment on that just because sure. <laughs> I was living in the moment, Bridget. I was watching a live golf tournament. I wasn't thinking, wow, where's the lack of, or where's more women involved? I mean, <laughs> it was kind of a weird and thing to point out. Yeah, that was Mel Reed. I do, I get it. Like, sure, I see her point. Like, please don't get me wrong. I get it, but come on. Like, I, I don't do a good know. Thing. That's yeah. what. Yeah, like that's what you're gonna come out with. And yeah, I get it. Like, golf will not be back until until 
female professional golfers are back too. hundred percent. I totally understand her, but let's just, you know, give this win to, to the like five plus million dollars they raised. And let's just focus on that. I, I don't, for me, I've never been the type of person that some everything and something always has to have controversy. I, I don't think that that's necessary. I know that a lot of people operate that way and I get it and I respect it. But this was a charity re relief. They did amazing stuff on Sunday. Amazing stuff. So, you know, let's just leave it at that. And I will say, just to wrap up there, why tweet about it? How about you call up Ricky, call up DJ, call up the people who put on the event and have a dialogue rather than just kind of put it out there to the universe on Twitter. I don't think that really helps constructively speaking. So anyway, and I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, that if you, if you want to... Um, if you want to do it for optics, you put it on Twitter. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yep. That's it. All right. Well, we're going to talk about the match champions for charity coming up on the Tiger Woods podcast. But first a word from our sponsor at bet online. The Tiger Woods podcast is presented by betonline.ag. While you're waiting at home for this pandemic to end, have some fun at Bet Online, NASCAR is back, Madden and NBA 2K simulations, UFC. You have the match coming up this Sunday, so get in on the action. BetOnline.ag, use my promo code MYPOD100, M-Y-P-O-D-100, to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline. Dot a G your online wagering solution. All right. Welcome back to the tiger woods podcast. Cam Rogers with you alongside Bridget Whalen, May 24th, this Sunday, three o'clock Eastern time at medalist golf club, pre-tournament coverage on the bleacher report app as well. It is the match tiger woods and Peyton Manning going up against Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady Four ball on the front. So best ball, and then alternate shot on the back. Everybody tees off, though, and then you pick that tee shot, then you alternate from there. Uh, some other things that have come through, I apologize if we talked about this last week, but the commentators, Brian Anderson, Charles Barkley, 2008 Masters champion Trevor Immelman, Justin Thomas is going to be an on-course reporter, Amanda Balionis, who is fantastic at her job as a reporter at CBS Sports, and then... One club only on hole number five, which could get interesting in terms of strategy. As we stand, Woods and Manning are the favorites, minus 200. That varies depending on what sports book you look at. Brady and Mickelson plus 175. And I'll say this here, Bridget. Phil told Golf Week, I'm going to win. Oh, so, gosh. Mic drop. <laughs> Last uh, words. Yeah, exactly. Big hype video out there. Tiger tweeted it out. Very excited for this, Bridget. I think, you know, the driving relief was great. And I think this is going to be even better if you look at the ratings. And I think the ratings matter because when you have higher ratings, you get more donations, people calling in about COVID-19. So I think it's going to be a nice uh, chain of reaction, if you will. So I'll give the floor to you about the match as you've had another week to kind of think about it and let it settle and marinate for you. Um, I, I liked, uh, I liked the little chirping we got when they did, um, you know, the, the video conference. I, I like that. I don't think you, do you know what the match trophy looks like? And I'm a little chilly tiger putting on this green jacket as a blanket. Loved yeah. it. 
I think that this, uh, this two, you know, this pairing with Peyton and um, Brady, I think it's going to allow for a lot more uh, trash talk banter because you have to think about it. Peyton Manning is that type of guy that when you come at him with a jab, his jab back makes you laugh because he's just like a goofy dude. Like that's who he is. So I could see Brady and, and Phil going at him and, and Peyton making them laugh. And I don't know where Tiger really fits into that trash talking equation. I think Phil and um, Manning being on opposite teams are going to be the it factor because I think they're the instigators. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'm excited that Phil wants to take Tiger down at home. I think that that's a great narrative. Like, I'm going to take you down in your own house. And I did some some research about it, and they all wanted it at different courses. And, and as always, Tiger got his way. So there's no excuses for Tiger. It's his home course. Um, and I think that Phil really wants to make it. So every time Tiger shows up at medalists from here on out, he's like, man, I lost this match to Phil. You have to keep in mind that for, you know, the first half of Phil's career, Tiger dominated, right? Like there's always that question of what type of player would Phil have been had Tiger not been around? Now you could go with, well, Tiger pushed Phil to get to, you know, where Phil got to, like pushed his excellence. But you could also say, well, you know, Phil would have won so many more tournaments. It's not that they were always neck and neck really, because there's not, you know, there's not like an, an insane amount of tournaments where it came down to Tiger and Phil. But it's the the prospect of Tiger always being in the mix, you know, and kind of like shutting down Phil. So I think that Phil always has this monkey on his back. And the fact that he won the first match, you know, I don't see him going down without a fight. I know that Woods and Manning are definitely favored. And I understand that. I agree. I think, though, that Phil, he's a guy who makes a lot of birdies. And Brady he has like a pretty good short game. He's a good putter. And I think that that matters. So I don't know. I was leaning towards Tiger, but now I might be leaning towards Phil and Brady. I don't know. I, I've switched, you know, and I've like, I've tried to do my research. Um, I don't know. I think that the wrinkle of alternate shot definitely is going to put some weird pressure on Peyton and Brady. <laughs> Like that's, yeah. that's going to be, a, that's a super, um, that's the super interesting factor for me. But I give, I give them a lot of credit to put themselves out there because it's going to be an interesting kind of pressure, fans or no fans. Um, but I'm excited. It's going to be so fun. And you talk about the alternate shot. There's going to be this element, and I think I mentioned it last week, of coaching from Phil and Tiger to Brady and Manning respectively because you know if they're off the green and they got to go up and down Tiger's going to coach up Manning and Phil's going to coach up Brady and it's going to be that kind of cool dynamic there so I'm really excited about that I think we're going to see a lot of surprise call-ins especially for this compared to Sunday just because I think Tiger and Phil and Brady and Manning collectively have a bitter net better uh, bigger network than the other four guys no offense to them but it's just the way it is and so we could see a lot of that, some unknowns in terms of who's calling in. And I think this one club thing on hole number five could be really interesting just because <laughs> I wonder what the choices are going to be, right? <laughs> yeah, buckle up for that. That yeah. is 
That is, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you hit something really uh, interesting that I didn't think about. Um, Tiger's been coaching Charlie, his son. So that's like Tiger's little sweet spot of oh, like sure. coaching right now. Yeah. So, hey, maybe that'll give him um, a little leg up. I think the one club is super interesting, especially because the um, – you know the the alternate shot doesn't happen until the uh, the the back nine. So having this the fifth hole, <laughs> like this is gonna be, I don't, it's it's a par four. So I don't know. I was thinking about it like I don't know what a four iron. I really don't know. I honestly I have no idea what what they're gonna pull from the bag. I think conventional wisdom is like a seven iron or a six yeah. iron. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like Tiger could probably, you know, do it with a four iron, but I don't know about yeah. his partner there. <laughs> right. And you could see some coaching there too about, you know, hey, Manning, pick this club and I'll pick this club kind of thing. So could be an interesting dynamic. So yeah, you- I anticipate a lot of spraying everywhere. Oh my God. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It really, it yeah, like- it definitely is going to be, um, yeah, hell of a lot of fun, <laughs> at least for us. <laughs> so as we talk here, it seems like you're going from Team Woods and Manning over to Brady and Mickelson. Is that your prediction for Sunday? I know. So I think so. But what's so interesting to me, yeah, like Justin Thomas is now in the mix and Tiger loves Justin Thomas. Having Justin Thomas out on the course, I feel like is a Tiger security blanket sure. tactic. He is so tactical. And I'm like, man, Tiger's just setting this up for comfortability, right? Like, this is like Tiger favored. So, yeah, I want to go with the underdogs now. I do. I think it's so stacked. It's that medalist. We're at home with Tiger. Mm-hmm. We got Justin Thomas on the course ribbing him, sort of giving him that little comic relief. You got to keep in mind, when Tiger was, you know, having – serious serious issues he really relied a lot on ricky and justin thomas not a lot of people know that but they live in close proximity to tiger and he played with them a lot a lot a lot and they really like incentivized him like dude you're the best like you got to come back and those relationships that were formed during that time a few years ago they've only strengthened and grown so i think that tiger is going to be super at home literally and proverbially. So uh, I botched that word. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going with the underdogs, but then are they really underdogs? Cause Phil won the first time. So According I don't know. I'm going, odds. I'm going with Phil. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Bridget goes, that's my, that's my pick. <laughs> Brady and Mickelson. I'm not even going to overanalyze this tiger and Manning <laughs> will win folks betonline.ag throw your money down on Woods Damn, and tiger hasn't okay. played since genesis he pulled oh, out a player he's Damn. going to be fine and manning is a better golfer than brady so if phil's driver is a little rickety on alternate shot they could have some issues so hey we'll see Phil's what happens he's been playing 36 holes a day recently yeah and he's kind of old so you know fatigue could be setting in now I'm nitpicking. Old for golf, people. That's what Cam means. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Uh, anybody around the age of 50, uh, i.e. my parents, you guys are uh, young and vibrant. Don't worry. <laughs> um, 
quickly here to this new mini series, Bridget, by Golf Digest and Golf TV at home with Tiger Woods. And we are going to get a glimpse into basically his day-to-day life off the golf course through this little series here. And there was a little promo that went out. I believe the first episode was about was about his simulator, analyzing his stats. Obviously, the guy is a technician about his game. How excited are you for this? Super cool. I watched it. Um, it was incredible. Like, honestly, incredible. He pretty much gives you the inside deets of how he has become his own swing coach. And yeah. you better believe he has it all set up pretty freaking nice in that simulator room. That thing is insane. Insane. Um, it's amazing to get to see inside like this. Like, this is like MTV Cribs on acid for me. Uh, I, I honestly couldn't, I, I wish there was more, like I couldn't get enough of it. I wanted him to keep talking, even though I really have no idea what he's talking about. Let's be honest, but I just wanted to hear him talk. Um, the setup is insane. Everything is insane. He explained how he has things about his swing that drive him crazy, which I love seeing. Like he's human. He doesn't think he's totally perfect. Um, it was awesome. It, this is so cool what they're doing and I love it. And I think that he is very integral to, you know, the process and to all of this going down. And I think that that is the only way that we would ever get a glimpse like this. So kudos to them for, for making this happen. Cause it, it really is awesome. And kudos to Tiger for allowing this to really just be great right. content. Uh, I'm really excited to see his office, like just the little things about what he does for fun. I mean, we have an idea, but actually seeing it and hearing him talk about it is going to be really interesting. So excited about that. Miniseries by Golf Digest and Golf TV at home with Tiger Woods. Wrapping up the Tiger Woods podcast here, we have some Wednesday wackiness and Bridget is all over the Graham game. So she sees the ins and outs of uh, all these tour players. And uh, Bridget, what do we have here about Jenna? <laughs> I caught this on her Insta story. Her tripod broke. She's a model, so she's doing a lot of video work from home. And she was using one of Brooks's super old, I think it was a wedge, because the head was like as rusty as could be. She used that as her tripod setup, like pretty ingenious. But because the club head is so heavy, she had to put weights at the bottom. It was pretty funny. And like, kind of, it, it was it was genius on her, in my opinion. You got to use her over here. What? MacGyver over here. Yeah, literally Jenna. Well, her yeah, her last name's Sims. Maybe she's like, who knows, a bot or something. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I thought was kind of wacky, um, going back to Bill Murray Skyping in, he dropped Costco pistachios. And I was like, is he, is, is he like a cost? Is he like backed by Costco? No. Brooklyn brand. Oh. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Like, just just drop that Costco pistachios like nothing. So, Costco, you guys owe Bill Murray like a ton of pistachios now. Oh, my God. But yeah, that was pretty wacky. And then my last wacky thing, which isn't really wacky, but in that Golf Digest miniseries, Golf, Golf TV, um, Golf Digest miniseries, we did, we did see um, Tiger's dogs, and they retrieve golf balls, as they should, but... And it's of course, cool. they're like so speedy and athletic, obviously. I know. That's like the smartest breed of dog, Australian Shepherd. Of course, he has like human dogs. <laughs> yeah. 
it's just too perfect. It's too perfect. All right. The other thing, wait, one more thing. Yeah. I think that Tiger is kind of a clutter guy, which I was surprised by. For me, he seems like, like Spartan living, but the little glimpses I got, I was like, Ooh, he's a little bit of a pack rat. Hmm. Interesting. Up, Tiger for the cameras at least. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be interesting. I think when you have that much stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We shall see at home with Tiger Woods. That's going to be fun to watch as we go forward. New episodes every Tuesday, by the way, so we can talk about them on our Wednesday podcast. All right. Well, that has been episode 41 of the Tiger Woods podcast. Enjoy the match champions for charity full recap next week for bridget whalen i am cam rogers catch you next week yeah pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.